Hey, homebodies, this is Karina from the Introvert City Podcast. In this episode of our deep dive into the Duggar family, we will be discussing topics such as sexual abuse, child pornography, and abuse of religion and power. Please be advised as you listen. All right, that's enough. Hey, homebodies. Hey, homebodies. Did you like Seth's beatboxing? Anyway. Anyways, how you doing? Hey, homebodies. Welcome back to the Introvert City, (laughs) where we discuss culture, media, and faith from the perspective of an introvert's complex mind. Nice. This episode. I love our intro. It's so good. I do, too. It was really good. She wrote it, but I came up with Hey, homebodies, so... (laughs) Yeah, you did. You came up with our brand, and I wrote the. But intro. she, but she wrote that though. She wrote that though. So, um, how you doing? How's your week? I'm been? great. I have been. Um, all right. I need to have some girls back me up with the Love Is Blind phenomenon. Oh my god. I really want to do a separate oh, channel where oh, I react to all the Love gosh. Is Blind episodes. <laughs> Seth. I will no. Not so be Love Is Blind is a episode. reality show on Netflix, and. One of my guilty pleasures is reality TV trashy love shows because obviously they're super unhealthy and super like that's the lowest level of life that you can possibly reach. I feel is like getting so desperate that you need to go on a love show, but it's so fun watching everyone's interactions and kind of analyzing the people and wondering like, Ooh, was that real or was that scripted and seeing all the drama that the directors really developed, but like, the people act like they stirred up the drama by themselves. It's so good. Season three has been the worst by far. If anyone wants to like reach out to me and have a conversation and um, agree with me that season one was the best. Love is Blind, Netflix. Let's talk. Nah, nah, I, I can't, man. I, it's always didn't I the make same. you watch an episode? It's always the same, always the same story. Hey, hey, my name's Brad. You trying to get in the bed with me? Wait, but I have a boyfriend. Oh, you have a boyfriend? No, 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 no. They don't. It turns out that I'm your new boyfriend. They, they don't. <laughs> the girl usually doesn't tell him that she has a boyfriend, especially on like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Like the, the okay, so in The Bachelorette, I feel like the girl will get with all the guys and she doesn't, oh, this annoys me. She's never honest with the guys about how she really feels. She's like, I love you, but she's actually in love with someone else and she's just too afraid to hurt everyone's feelings. Makes me so mad. But babe, who's this guy you're with? That was a good voice. Have you been on The Bachelorette? Is that why you're doing that voice? I don't even know these shows. Okay, anyways, speaking of reality <laughs> shows, today actually is going to be a pretty serious episode. Yeah. Um, we've been talking about it for a while because it's something that I really wanted to do a deep dive mm-hmm. analysis of. She actually used to talk about um, this all the time when we first started dating. Yep. Not just this specific case, but... She used to talk about this, like this type of true crime stuff, all the time at the beginning. I went through a true crime phase, mm-hmm. and I still am very interested. I can still watch documentaries on occasion. Mm-hmm. It's just that I went through a phase where it was all I consumed, and it like, I don't know, it wasn't very good for me spiritually, just because I was listening to all these horrendous, inhumane cases about like children and families, and I just had to put a limit. But um, yeah, I've been wanting to talk about the Duggar family for a long time because there's been a lot of stuff unfolding from that. Can I first ask your question? Go ahead. How did you uh, 
Did you actually watch the Duggars? I didn't. Theater? So the Duggars, for those of you who don't know, um, they are an enormous family of now I believe there's 20 kids. Um, they started off on their show 17 kids and counting. And then eventually the name changed to 18 kids and counting, then 19 kids and counting. I think 19 kids and counting is the final name. And yeah. there's actually seven seasons, which is crazy. And so yeah. it was just a reality show about their family and their lives and how they chose to raise their kids, which was, in their eyes, the most biblical way. So they were part of a movement called the Quiverful Movement, which mm -hmm. I'll get into in a minute. But before I start talking about that, just a quick disclaimer. This is not going to be like a documentary if you want mm. to know the full story with how the Duggars developed about the reality show what happened with Josh Duggar um, we advise that you go watch like a documentary on YouTube there are so many people who have done like intensive deep dives that you know they could talk for two hours about the family um, we just really want to give our opinion and you know educate you guys on like the basics of what happened and talk about was this really biblical and what does this look like in the modern day yeah, no autobiography, more of like an Instagram caption. <laughs> you <think that> was <laughs> funny? Nice quote. You get it? That was nice. <laughs> so, Seth, have you heard of the Quiverful movement? This was a movement that took off in the 70s. I have heard of the Quiverful movement. Uh, in fact, I would even say that my great-grandparents followed it. Uh, my grandmother, I think her family it was like 15 kids. My grandfather had a lot, too. Um, their families both just believed in, you know, as many kids as God would give them. I wouldn't, I would, not know if I would say that they fully believed in the same way that the um, Duggars believed. However, I would say that they definitely believed in that idea of having a lot of kids, having a lot of children, and growing your family, and having that generational sense of ha having a huge generational impact. Yeah. Have you experienced anything with having to do with that? I don't think so. Um... Yeah, not at least my immediate family. I have no knowledge. Mm. So the term quiverful um, stems from Psalm 127, verses 3 through 5. It states, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. So essentially, the Quiverful movement was a group of Christians where they basically said, God is going to decide how many children we have. We are not going to use any type of protection or contraception. We're not going to like family plan. We are just going to see what God does with our children. Okay. I do think that God does want us to have you know, many and want us to spread our seed across the earth. Um, however, I think oftentimes when people look at the Bible and he talks about children, the whole idea of uh, be fruitful and multiply, I do not know if it means just necessarily having a lot of children, but also having them multiply the gospel, having them multiply your legacy. Uh, and I don't know I don't know if I fully agree with the idea of just having a ridiculous amount of kids, um, but I also wouldn't say that it's I wouldn't say it's like a first or even second tier Christian issue. Yeah, like it's not something that's like you had five kids, I had ten kids, I'm better, I'm a better Christian than you because God said that to be fruitful, multiply. But like you said, being fruitful and multiplying, yeah, sure, it is talking about children because children are a gift from God. Um, but like you said, it's also talking about multiplying in 
discipleship and multiplying in the fruit of the spirit. So it has a physical level and a spiritual level. And I I think like what you said earlier when people are like, oh, I have more kids than you do. Uh, I think that can be misinterpreted by the last verse where it says, you know, he shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemy at the gates. As almost people saying, you have no right to talk about to me about anything because I have made had had so many kids and I spread my seed throughout all of the world. When in reality, God used a lot of single people in the Bible. True. Truthfully, a lot of single people in the Bible. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the whole idea of coverful families, I think it's fine to have a lot of kids and have a lot of children. But I also think, too, that when you have so many children, it almost seems like you also lose so much of a relationship with each of them because that's so twenty, true. almost 20 kids. That is that's so a lot true. of relationships to hold up to. And especially if you're getting older, just a lot of the really, really young kids are just going to find it really hard to build that bond with you. I have never seen, at least me personally, a case of someone, you know, identifying as part of the Quiverful movement and it being a good thing. Mm. There is another woman, um, her name is Andrea Yates, who I could do another deep dive into, but um, her husband kind of really pushed her into that mindset that, like, we need to just have babies. Like, that's what our purpose is, just to have babies. It doesn't matter what our relationship is like. We don't need friends. Like, we just need to have babies. And she ended up having, I think, four or five kids, which isn't a lot, obviously, compared to the Duggars. But it was child after child after child. And she ended up not being treated for her postpartum depression, which developed into psychosis. And she ended up killing her kids. She drowned them because she was forced into that lifestyle and she just went nuts. And no one knew how to help her because her family and her husband didn't believe in medication or like mental illness. And it's, it's, it's a crazy, crazy story. I encourage you guys to check it out. One of my favorite true crime um, documentaries uh, is run by a woman named Emma Kenny. She does a really good deep dive on Andrea Yates. But that's a whole side tangent. The Quiverful movement harms the, the parents because it doesn't allow the parents to develop a deep relationship with their child. And then it puts their children in a place where they feel like they need to be a parent way too young. So the Duggar family, because they had like 20 kids, what they would do is they would take like the oldest girls of the family and they would develop what's called a buddy system. So they would take each of their you know oldest daughters and give them like three kids each. And they would say, you are in charge of these three kids. You are in charge of punishing them. You are in charge of giving them proper discipline, feeding them, just taking care of them as they're your own. And these girls were probably as young as 13 and 14, already having to play a motherly role, you know? You can't possibly have, like, an intimate relationship with each child if you have so many children. I think with any verse, it's always okay to to feel a bit, how should I say, not skeptical, but to look further past than just face value. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when I think when you see a verse like this, it can be interesting because there's lots of parts in the Bible where something is said really harsh, then later on it's said really lightly and really nicely, or where certain people are like, oh, you have to be used this way, but then other people are used in a certain different way. Um, so overall, I think when you look at stuff like this, you have to keep reading. You cannot just read this verse and then, you know, immediately fall off tr- track and, and think, this is what the Bible says, this is what I believe, 
because then that's what makes people think that the Bible condones slavery. That's what makes the people, right. certain people think that um, women are meant to, you know, not go to school after a certain age and that kids should not be in public school. Um, certain things like that or that women shouldn't be allowed to wear pants. I think that oftentimes we look at certain verses and we like to cherry pick as Christians. We always get mad when other people cherry pick, but then when we cherry pick, it often, oftentimes it, it we want to gloss over it and say, because we're Christians, it's okay. Right. That was really well said. Of course, the we believe that the Bible is the infallible word of God and that it takes authority over everything. But I do think that it's important to like get to a verse and think, hmm, like I wasn't expecting it to be put that harshly. How can I, you know, how can I think about this and really apply this? And honestly, go to God with your questions. Like if you feel like God put something really harshly or he handed, handled a situation really harshly, I just encourage like really to pray around that subject and to seek out like mentors in your life that can make that situation easier. I, re- I really like how the uh, Amplified Bible uh, puts this. It says, it says, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. As arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are children in, of one's youth. Happy, blessed, and fortunate is the man who is quiverful, whose quiver is filled with them. They will not be put to shame when they speak with their adversaries at the city gates. And so uh, this thing, this kind of shows it a little better in the case that it doesn't necessarily just mean having a lot of kids, but also the kids you have to make them strong because your quiver, I think what your quiver means is however many kids you have. That's how I want to look at it. However many kids you have. Mm. And if your quiver is that amount of kids, and you're, but, but all your kids are, are not Christians and you have no Christian kids, your quiver is not full of the Holy Spirit. Ooh, that's And good. so I think that when... When it says to be to be quiver full and to be fortunate of the man whose quiver is full with them, talking about children who are strong in their faith and believe in the Lord, I think that's what it what it means a bit better. And of course, if your kids are struggling with not believing in God or they just don't believe in God, doesn't mean that they're worthless. I just think that there is a special thing. It is a special thing to have children who follow the word and want to go out and preach the gospel. So I think when it talks about the idea of them being uh, of you being happy that your quiver is filled with them, that's something that I think makes a better distinction, um, and I think it, it gives a bit more, uh, it gives a bit more of a better explanation to what it means um, as to it not just being having a lot of kids, but having your kids who firmly believe in the faith. That was very well said. Thank you for clarifying that. I just want to add, like, also I think someone's quiver being quote full could mean, you know, just one or two kids for them. You know, maybe their family is complete with just two children. Mm. And for someone else, that might be five kids and their quiver is complete and full with that many children. I don't think this verse needs to make couples sit down with each other and say, we are going to have 25 babies because God said so. Like, that's not what it is. It's about your family being complete in your time. And also, you know, there's also certain other parts where they go into the lineage like I think in Matthew or is it in early Genesis where they talk about Adam and his lineage throughout there. We like Adam was this year's old and had many sons and daughters or then Methuselah was this year old, had many sons and daughters. Enoch was this year old and had this many sons and daughters. And, you know, you know, those are considered to be great men. A lot of them are anyway. You know, like Enoch was just taken. Right. He was just taken like he was and he was not. 
you know? Mm-hmm. He went to be with the Lord before he even died. Um, and so I think when people look at, at, at the lineage, especially too, they think, oh, I should have a lot of kids because these great men did. One of them got a, was like, you're fire, bro. One of them was I want, I want you to chill at the crib. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I think... Yeah, there's I, a lot I of think, comparison there. I think things like that too also add to the quit reform movement. Mm. So, yeah. so we see, obviously, the danger of taking verses like that literally. Um, and the results are evident in families like the Duggars who clearly do not have a very healthy family dynamic if you've been keeping up with the news and everything that happened with their son, Josh Duggar. But we'll get into that in a moment. Seth, what do you know about the Duggars? Um, Did you watch 17 Kids Accounting or any of their seasons? I know that there's lots of kids <laughs> and that one of them is in jail. Correct. That's what I know. Um, did you ever watch the show? <laughs> no. Okay, I didn't either, no. so I feel like we're kind of not qualified, but we're going to talk about it anyway. <laughs> so a lot of people who grew up in the late 90s or early 2000s, um, like my parents have watched it. I know your parents have watched it as well. Just like I'm sure there was a lot of comparison issues maybe. Like, oh, my family isn't like that. My, I'm a Christian, but... I'm a Christian mom, but I don't treat my, I need to do better with my kids because Michelle is doing this with her kids. So the parents are Jim Bob and Michelle Duggar. And they, obviously I talked about the buddy system where they would give each of their daughters like specific kids to watch over. So a lot of the principles that they taught their kids and preached on the show had to do with the importance of disciplining your children young, purity, modesty, female submission and male leadership at all times. Um, they followed a lot of the teachings of this one man in particular, Bill Gothard. Seth, I know you've done some research on Bill Gothard. Yes. Who is this man? Mr. Bill Gothard. He was a Christian minister um, known as an ultra-conservative. He was the founder of the Institute in Basic Life Principles, which is known for being very conservative. There's a lot of scandals that have gone through that church. But in particular with that church or... um, organization, I guess I should say, what they believe in, their very basic uh, belief system is they believe that children should be homeschooled, um, that fathers are the head of the house, no exceptions. Like as in they are the highest, they are the highest order in the house and that the highest person they should ever answer to, period. Um, And that they believe strongly in male superiority and female obedience, Mm -hmm. Um, especially in females or women, uh, leaving um, education and school very early on in their life to, in order to, you know, uh, be more of a, you know, quote-unquote woman and submissive wife um, and to go out and find a husband at an early age. Yep. They don't believe very strongly in dating. They believe that once you start to meet a woman that you love, you should get married as soon as possible. Yeah, and they also tend to be on the more legalistic side. They discourage certain things like secular music, secular movies, uh, women wearing pants, women uh, using nail polish. I just remembered a clip that I saw. It was a long time ago when I was doing a deep dive on them. It's a clip of Josh Duggar meeting his, at the time, it was his girlfriend, Anna. And they didn't, like, hug or kiss or hold hands or anything. And when they finally got engaged... They finally had their first side hug. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. That's the whole, like, uh, <laughs> the whole that whole girl-defined thing with the not kissing. Yeah. 
We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that in another episode. We'll talk about that in another episode. We do believe, um. just so you guys know, in physical boundaries. We believe in saving. We do that strongly believe in it. We think it's, it's a very special and, uh, and something to be happy. Waiting about. to hold hands until engagement is a little extreme, in our opinion. But anyways, we'll move. Hey, on. listen, babe. My personal bubble is off limits for the next five years. <laughs> I need you to not touch my well, hand. Well, it's not five years because they were dating for like what two months? Oh, or sorry, something? five weeks. Five <laughs> weeks. My bad. No side hugs until <laughs> engagement. Anyway, um, sorry, I interrupted you. Go on. No, it's okay. Uh, but uh, as I was saying, it tends to be a much more legalistic uh, situation with this church and what his Mr. Bill Gothard's beliefs are. They also discourage a lot of media, such as TV, movies, um, music, video games, uh, the web, um, and non-contemporary Christian music. And of course, you can't dance. So I could not live in this. Uh, I could not do this. <laughs> <No dancing. laughs> Children are homeschooled oftentimes, um, and uh, they do not really go much further than they don't go that far with science or anything like that. As as you know, of course they wouldn't. Um, and also, they do not teach sex ed. Mm. Um, yeah, and so I think when you take into effect this. The, the ideas that this has, and most of this comes from uh, Mr. Bill Gothard, you start to understand the downfalls and the issues with the Duggar family, especially, you know, Josh Duggar, a lot more. Because when you have a church or an organization that you guys, that you strongly believe in, from a man who you strongly, you know, um, respect, and they're teaching you female superiority, that men are, are superior, that women are not allowed to go up to a certain uh, amount of education, um, that everything outside in the world is off limits. Yep. I think it it really makes something, I think it causes something bad to happen. Yes. That's a big thing. They separate themselves from everyone who is not like them. They take the verse that says, be in the world, not of the world, to the highest extreme. And that's the problem when you only look at extremities and things. If we're going to venture all the way to the left, people who are really, really far left, you know, disentangle the family and take away family values, that's not good. We as Christians believe in, you know, nuclear family and the beauty of having kids and, yeah, like the man being the provider and the head of the household and everything. But, like, the way you described it, you said in this Quiverful movement and with the Duggars, the man is like the end-all, be-all no mm. discussion with the wife. Like, that is not good. That no. is not good. No, bruh. <laughs> like, it, it, there's so much good speech about wives and respecting the woman in your life and respecting the wives and treating them and loving them. Yes. As God loved the church. Like, for real, man, these people need to clean out their ears and just check the word. Sorry, you said extremity. That was just good. Think of it. Seth, <laughs> you're dropping quotes today. Go on. That's not me. That's not me. <laughs> so there's so much we could say about the show, 19 Kids Accounting, the way the Duggars raise their kids, like so much we could say, so much we could say about the teaching of Bill Gothard. And uh, something else to keep in your mind while we say this, Mr. Bill Gothard in 2014 was accused by 34 women of sexual harassment and molestation, especially from minors as well. I feel like more and more church leaders are being exposed for their private actions. It is so sad, and it's causing so many people to leave the faith. With the institute themselves also receiving a lot, getting a lot of bad scandals, 
lot of really, really bad allegations and investigations done in the church, finding that, you know, uh, there was just a lot of really bad things happening in that church. And for a family like this, with a kid growing up to believe everything outside is bad, and that your main goal is to find a woman and have a lot of kids, come on, man. Come on. Yeah, that's really sad. And another thing, a big thing that he preached was prosperity gospel. If you raise your kids this way and do everything according to what I say. Hey, look, I have a new book out. If you do everything according to my book, your kids will be successful. They will love Jesus. They will enter into heaven and everything will be perfect if you just do these things. No, that is legalism. That is prosperity gospel. That's not how life works. That's not how Jesus works. So that was a big thing for him. So the kids grow up on the show and I can't imagine, like imagine being a kid in this family where you're a girl and you have, like, responsibility over other kids and you're constantly, like, behind a camera and everyone's watching you and you're, like, your whole faith is fear-based. Like, I can't imagine. So if you've been keeping up with the news with the Duggars, as I have, Joshua Duggar was um, arrested in 2019 um, for having found child pornography on his computer. And keep in mind, this man was married for years and had several children, and was viewing these images and videos. Mm-hmm. He is now serving in prison for, it looks like, 12 and a half years. So when this first came out, it was such a whirlwind. It was a whirlwind for the parents, for all of the siblings. All the siblings were like, I can't believe this. This is my brother. Um, and him and his wife, they are still married. And Anna, his wife, hasn't really said much on the subject. Honestly, like, this is probably just really embarrassing and scary for her. And now she's at home with them and she doesn't know how to lead a household because she was never taught. Like she grew up in a very similar environment as the Duggars did. And it's really sad. It's really sad because the reality is that Josh was never taught how to treat a woman biblically, Mm -hmm. just like none of those kids were. And so now he has resulted to an extreme scenario where he feels like he has these desires that he couldn't talk about and he had to do them in private and now he's paying the price for that. Imagine if he had the space to talk about weird feelings that he had with a parent, you know? Or like with someone he felt safe to talk to. But when you're in this environment of such fear-based faith, you don't have the space to talk about how you feel or any traumatic things that might have happened to you. So... Mm -hmm. And it actually also has come out that Josh has molested several of his sisters. Just awful, awful, tragic situation. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. I think it's really, it, we always feel really terrible about the person when we think about this. We're like, they're disgusting. When you look at the, look at the facts, it's just very, it makes sense. It's not good, it makes sense, though. Which right. is why it's so upsetting because there's so many things that could have been done to divert this. Maybe just show show the guy what a good relationship looks like. You know, allow people to date when they're young. You know, a lot of people to date when they're a little younger. Um, allow people to know about sex. Teach people about sex, you know? Teach people what At that means. At the age-appropriate time. At the age-appropriate <laughs> time, of course. But I per- personally really believe in sex ed. I know you, you do, too. I do, yes. Um, uh, and, you know, understand... Don't just let your kids believe that a woman is just for sex and submission and that's it. Because women have a, a lot more to do in this world. There's a lot more that women are capable of doing in this world than just 
being your freaking maids. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I get passionate about this. I, I was raised right. by a very strong woman in my life, and my dad too. Uh, <laughs> but my mom, my mom is. I've always seen women as very strong, and 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 very smart and very intelligent. Um, and so when I hear things like this, it just makes me feel really upset because, of course, this guy is going to think that. Of course, she's going to think that it's okay to do things like this because what's his sister's going to say? No. Right. To go on a little bit further, in March 2003, um, it was said that Josh was actually sent to a facility in Little Rock, which was the Institute of Bible Life Principles. And this was for counseling, correct? Yep. This was for counseling. Um, Quote counseling. Quote unquote counseling. Um, and when he came back, he actually talked to a man, a very special man. Bleh. His name is Joseph Truman Hutchins, um, an Arkansas State Trooper and a, f- and a friend of the family. He talked to him about everything. Uh, his father was there, too, with him. They talked to him, told this man what had happened, the problems he was facing. Um, and turns out... Um, when he was speaking to a lawyer, uh, Hutchins left out a lot of the pro- uh, of the issues that the, that Josh was talking about, mm-hmm. um, and didn't tell him about a lot of the issues that Josh, a lot of the things that Josh has, Josh had done. Apparently, gave him a uh, stern talk, whatever that means. Yeah, I remember reading um, that. Yeah, he gave him. It literally says he gave every him a stern single talk. site says a stern talk, which is like, what does that even mean? Right. Disgusting, disgusting, and so. Uh, go a little further into this whole story uh turns out that this guy josh uh the other josh he actually ended up getting caught with a ridiculous amount of child pornography um serving for and now he is currently serving a 56 and almost 60 year sentence due to child pornography in fact in certain um transcripts from certain uh Interviews done with him, like one thing that he said on a website where he was on Yahoo, he labeled himself as Dad's Love 2002. Oh, my God. Um, His interests included preschools um, and puberty. That is so sad. I know. Uh, He also has a famous quote that says, everything I enjoy is either illegal, immoral, or fattening. And he was caught with over a hundred, I'm pretty sure. They this is the guy that was supposed to counsel Josh Duggar. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. And they found him with a ridiculous amount of child pornography in his um in his uh in his hands. Like crazy. Just amount crazy amount of it. Now he's serving an almost sixty year sentence. And this was the man that he was talking to as a man who could possibly guide him. Wow. Yeah. So you see what happens when you have as many babies as you can. And you don't get them the help that they need, Mm -hmm. especially mentally. And when you do send them, quote, help, it's to someone who gives them a stern talking to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. There is so much that could have been done to avert this. But instead, just ridiculous attempt after stupid, after unintellectual attempt. Just things go wrong. When you have a family that refuses to seek out, like if they went to a real therapist, maybe right. Josh could have been could have been handled better. 
you know, maybe these things could have been handled sooner. Um, but instead, their first thing was to go to the church elders, you know, which you should always go to a person in Christ when you feel that something bad is happening like this. But if something like that happens, you should always try and seek out real counseling. Right. Not that like church counseling can't be real counseling, but in a scenario like as uh, serious as this, I feel like you need to seek professional uh, mm-hmm. licensed therapy. So there's two of the Duggar sisters that I really wanted to talk about today before we close, which is Jill Duggar and Ginger Duggar. So Jill was the first girl to publicly announce that she has like disregarded her family's teaching. Um, And Ginger kind of followed in her footsteps. And it's amazing. I've been following, I don't know much about Jill and if she still identifies as Christian or not, but I've done a lot of research on Ginger Duggar, who has recently left um, her family's teachings. And she is actually very strong in her faith. And she said the reason that she left her family's teachings is because she found truth in the real words of the Bible. So she was saying in an interview that she remembers like hearing Bill Gothard teach. And he was teaching about prosperity and your kids will be successful if you just follow these steps. And she said, I never saw any of that in the Bible. You know, where is this man getting his information from? Because it's not the Bible. And I really love this. We're hearing a big word going around Christian circles right now, which is the word deconstruct. So many people are deconstructing, whether that means building a more progressive faith or completely leaving the faith. She did not use the word deconstruct. She used the word disentangle, which I love Hmm. because it makes so like I feel like it made so much more sense. And she used the analogy. she, She said, if you get putty stuck in your hair, you can do two things. You can chop your hair off really quickly. It'll be quick, and then you won't have to deal with your hair anymore. Or you can take the time to strategically get the putty out of your hair, get all the gunk out, and you're, you still have your hair. Like, talking about how she still has her faith, but she doesn't have all the like negative aspects of it that were harming her herself and her siblings. So I don't know. I love her. She has a new book coming out called Becoming Free Indeed, where she's going to be talking about how her life has changed since since leaving um, her family's uh, legalistic group. Legally, the institute that they go, the institute that they're part of, the Institute in Basic Life Principles, has multiple times been described and, and labeled as a cult. Yep, she uh, she claims in so many interviews that just fear was at the basis of everything that her parents taught her and everything that uh, IBLP, I believe that's what it stands for, stands Mm -hmm. for, the Institute of Basic Life Principles. It was just all fear-based. It was all fear-based, and if you don't do these things, you won't be successful, and God doesn't love you. And that is so sad. We saw how Josh spiraled. We don't know what the other siblings are doing in their private life. We really don't know how they're dealing with this trauma that they experienced. So I just think it's so amazing that Jill and Ginger have come out of it stronger and Ginger speaks so like beautifully about how she still has her faith and it's her faith that saved her from all of the trauma that she went through with her family. It's beautiful and it opens your eyes because we're living in an age when pastors are being exposed and apologists are being exposed for their private habits and people are leaving the faith and everyone's walking away. But like like I've said in our previous episodes, people didn't hurt like people hurt you. God doesn't hurt you. You know what I mean? You're supposed to run to God when other people let you down and when other people hurt you. And I think Ginger's story is such a beautiful testimony of that. Mm. Really well said. Good stuff.
overall, just a really interesting story and something that we def that a lot of other people definitely go way more in depth into than yeah, we do. Yeah, there's so much but, stuff um, about the Duggars. Yeah, but but uh, we just wanted to take some time to talk about it because we both do have strong opinions on uh, the idea of colorful families, um, legalism especially, and we'll probably do more episodes on legalism itself. No, oh, definitely. In the future. But yeah, that's what we think. Uh, anything else you want to say? I don't think so. Like you said, there are so many YouTubers and people who write documentaries and podcasts who have like taken hours of time to research and they give an entire layout of how the Duggars grew up, what it was like on their show, specific details about Josh and his actions. Um, and then now, of course, we're seeing the flip side of that with Ginger and Jill. Um, we kind of just gave a brief overview. We wanted to talk about our thoughts um, and like I said, it's a very tragic, tragic situation. Um, and I think Ginger's response was so beautiful and it's honestly really inspiring. And it, it's really sad to think that her brother, like she knows her brother has done all of those things. And she knows that, like imagine finding out that your sibling has done something horrific like that. I can't imagine being in that yeah, situation. So thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. If you're curious about more information about the Duggars, definitely reach out to us. We could definitely talk about this in future episodes. Um, reach out with questions. We definitely encourage you to watch other documentaries and mm -hmm. podcasts on it. Um, otherwise, we will be back next week. Yep, we'll be back next week. We'll be back next. Are you waiting for me to like sing or something? Yeah, go ahead and say I'm waiting. We'll be back next week. We'll be back next week. We'll be back next week. We'll be back next week.